This Tuesday, let's pray with a reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. John, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Jesus said to his disciples, Now I am going to the one who sent me, and not one of you asks me, Where are you going? But because I told you this, grief has filled your hearts. But I tell you the truth, it is better for you that I go. For if I do not go, the Advocate will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. And when he comes, he will convict the world in regard to sin and righteousness and condemnation. Sin, because they do not believe in me. Righteousness, because I am going to the Father and you will no longer see me. Condemnation, because the ruler of this world has been condemned. The Gospel of the Lord. Jesus was never alone, even when he looked for moments of solitude to be with his Father. It's beautiful to think of him this way, as the perfect, ultimate model of he who is never alone. Although in his humanity he seemed to be on his own because he looked for moments of solitude, but he did so, in fact, to communicate with his Father. Amazingly enough, we don't really know as much as we'd wish to or would like to about Jesus' life. The Gospels don't tell us much about his childhood and everyday life in Nazareth until he turned 30 and made his first public appearance. And, in fact, not much is said about those three years of public life either, only what's absolutely essential for our salvation. What did Jesus do all those years, all that time no one has ever written about? How often did he walk away on his own to get some rest, to look at the sky, to enjoy nature, to discover the wonders created by his Father and by himself. On the one hand, the Gospels often refer to moments when Jesus withdraws from the crowds and from his friends to go up the mountain to pray, to be alone. That's what I wanted to get to. Willingly chosen solitude is good for us. The kind of solitude we think about and experience is necessary in life. You and I need to learn to be on our own, we said recently. Not all kinds of solitude are negative. Can you be on your own? Do you know how to be on your own, unafraid to think and reflect? If we rest on the belief that being alone is in fact an opportunity to encounter he who never left us alone, we shouldn't be scared of it. It's difficult, yes, but we should not fear it. Jesus' departure, the news that he'd be leaving, made the disciples deeply sad. In today's glimpses of the gospel, we read, Grief has filled your hearts. Obviously. Obviously, who wouldn't be sad that a friend is leaving? They couldn't understand that it was necessary for him to leave, that it was better for them that he should go. That's the paradox in our faith. Absences translate into different presences, different loves. Solitude may be more fruitful and lead to greater maturity and greater certainty that we are really not alone. You surely know people who can't be on their own, who can't be quiet, who always need to be doing something, who don't seem to enjoy the gift of doing nothing, that may also be productive. Think whether you're like that sometimes. It could happen to anyone, to me too. As we said, today's world leads to this. Everything is fast. Everything needs to be done now. 
we always have to be communicating with someone. It's almost as if we don't know how to or we're never allowed to be on our own and with Jesus. And yet, it's so necessary. It's necessary for Jesus to have gone away for us to have found him, somehow today, at this very moment. He himself said, But if I go, I will send him to you. It's good for us to take some time to be alone. It's also good for us to leave alone those we take care of. It's good for us to let others be alone. Jesus promised to send us the Holy Spirit, who can only be perceived in the silence of solitude within the hearts that feel they are not alone, in the whispers that teach us to cry out, Abba, Father. Think about your beloved ones. It's good for them to have time by themselves. We need to let them breathe, because sometimes we can't be alone, and so we won't let others be alone. When Jesus withdrew to be on his own, the disciples left him alone. When the disciples came back from preaching their missions, Jesus himself invited them to withdraw so that they could rest and be on their own. Let's ask ourselves if we know how to withdraw, like Jesus, to listen to our heart. And listening to our heart is to listen to God, who's our Father, and to the Spirit, who's within us. Even at this time, even when it seems impossible because we always have company, let's look for that physical space or that place inside ourselves we need in order to listen to the Spirit inside our hearts. We can ask ourselves if we can listen to the inner voice that never abandons us, that will always keep us company. Let's ask ourselves if we aren't covering up the best part of ourselves with our addiction to activism, the tendency to think and believe that it's only by doing things that we will be saved and save others. If Jesus had wanted to save the world by doing things, he would have started preaching in his adolescence. He would have made miracles much earlier. He would have started to do things earlier. And yet, he started at age 30. Food for thought, right? Today, let's learn to be quiet for a while, to kneel down for a moment, to do nothing in the eyes of the world, simply to be on our own, enjoying this gift and not expecting any greater reward than being with Jesus who inhabits our heart through the Holy Spirit. May we have a good day, and may the blessings of our merciful God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, descend upon our hearts and remain forever.